Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. They say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. But when your children get their sniffles and have gone through, you know, a few hundred tissue boxes... It can feel that a stifling cough or a sneeze just won't go away. So how do you know when it's time to give the doctor a call when those apples just aren't doing the trick? Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko is a GP based in Sydney. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Well, thank you. It's interesting looking back on my kids' lives and um, I'm a little bit more, let's say, laissez-faire about colds than I was when they were very small. Um, but of course, a, a, sim- a simple sniffle for a baby is actually can be quite debilitating for them in terms Definitely. of feeding, etc. If we're talking about very small children, when do we know a child's cold is something that is more than that, that you need to see a doctor about? Yeah, no, definitely. So in those first three to four months, especially, sometimes just that nasal congestion can be enough to prevent, you know, feeding properly, um, getting enough rest, thriving, therefore. So I think, and it also depends if they have a fever. So with a, a young baby in the first three to four months, if they have a fever, 38 or above, then they definitely need to be seen by a doctor. And if they're quite unwell with other symptoms and they're not feeding well and with that feather, you go to hospital. Um, Otherwise, you definitely at least go to see the GP. So that's the first thing to say. It's a very important thing. As far as, you know, a baby that doesn't have a fever, if they're quite snotty again and you might try those little over-the-counter or make up your own, but it's better over-the-counter because of the sterile component, Um, little normal saline nasal baby drops and you just try those and you don't have to suction anything at that age. But (laughs) Suctioning is great, but when they get older, but it's probably a bit easier. So just to loosen things up and then you put them on the breast or, you know, and you feed them and they're okay and then they're getting the the milk in and their wheeze, you know, they've got wet nappies you're probably okay. However, if it really is interfering with feeding to the point that they're not getting wet nappies and they're dehydrated, then you definitely need to also go and and seek help and and medical attention. What about when they're toddlers and a bit older? Um, How is there a time frame that you would expect a cold to last and you just wait it out? Uh, Is there a point in that time frame where you think, actually, no, if it was just a cold, it would have been over by now. It's time to see the doctor. I mean, a cold is a very generic term and it does depend on what we assume is a virus causing it. But there's a spectrum of viruses that can cause cold-like features as compared to a bacterial type of infection. Um, so I suppose if the child is otherwise well, certainly they're drinking, they might be off food a little bit, but they're drinking and they're maybe a little bit less active, but they're still active and interactive and they're passing urine, you would, su- you would suspect that the cold would be over in a week. If it's a little bit more prolonged than that, but the symptoms appear to be improving in that objective sort of parental, you know, observance situation, and they're still well enough in themselves, then you could probably leave it, you know, a few more days. Um, 
if it keeps persisting beyond that or if it gets worse or there are new symptoms, then you definitely should go and, and just have a, a checkup. Yeah. I'm going to ask a stupid question now. Never a stupid question. <laughs> Can babies get hay fever? That's actually a very, it's not a stupid question whatsoever. And it's a, it's a very, very good question. I haven't seen a lot of babies um, with hay fever, no. Um, but the thing with hay fever, it really is a bit of a, um, not a syndrome, but a collection of, of symptoms. So hay fever itself is allergic rhinitis, so we say. So it's allergy, the, the inflamed nasal passages. However, we know hay fever can also be itchy eyes and rash. Yet children who end up, and adults that have hay fever, usually as a baby might not have had the hay fever in inverted commas, but they might have had more a tendency to rashes, to eczema, to sensitivities with food introduction and that kind of thing. So there is a relationship and asthma as well. So there's a relationship and there's family history and genetics that play a role as well. So we don't tend to see newborns with sneezing, 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 sneezing and the running eyes. I'm not saying it's not possible. We don't tend to see that the way the immune system works, but we certainly see Babies that can get, you know, bronchiolitis and some issues with with breathing that way and and rashes and eczema. Yeah. Do you see that more in spring? Again, a very good question. Um, Certainly as the child, children get older, yes, spring and summer. And that's obviously related to, you know, pollens and then there's the dust mites, et cetera, et cetera. In the babies, not so much. I mean, you definitely can see eczema and skin conditions at any time, in my experience. But, you know, it's not something I've specifically looked into, so open to anyone with extra information regarding that. But in my experience, no, I haven't seen any sort of seasonal thing related to to the eczema or other issues. Would you still call it hay fever if it's a reaction to pet hair? Yes, it is considered to still be hay fever. It could be related to cigarette smoke. Okay. Pollens, um, animal fur, dust mites, yes. Anything that's causing sneezing and runny eyes. Itchy eyes, runny eyes, yes. Such a delight. So as an adult, Mm. if that happened, we might go and get I don't know, Zyrtec or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if our child is responding that, that way to the pollen at spring or pet hair or whatever it might be, if it's that constant sneezing, should we take them to a doctor or can they go to a pharmacist and give us something? You're going to get different opinions on this depending who you ask. Asking me, I would say if it's the initial symptoms, you haven't seen them before, you should go to the GP first. You want to make sure that you're getting the right diagnosis and we are the ones who are trained to take that history because it might seem like it's one thing and actually be another. So the history taking an examination by a skilled professional is really crucial to get that initial you know, in inverted columns, diagnosis. After that, then yes, it's a little broader and you can present to the pharmacist who has a wealth of knowledge, but they're not really trained in the diagnosing of things. If it's a young child, a young baby, a young child, and certainly under two, 
certainly, you know, I, I think, you know, sooner rather than later with those kind of symptoms to see the GP. Um, it's a little bit probably less urgent on the older children. However, having said that, you want that diagnosis by the GP because you want to make sure that there's not some underlying very serious allergy that could be related and these are the early signs to that. So there'd be a discussion, history, examination of whether, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll trial just some short-term measures, trying to find what the trigger might be, trying to avoid the trigger or if the trigger is hard to avoid what to do about it or if it's a more serious reaction um, or needs you know a pediatrician or allergist involved you might need to go and send them to have skin prick testing so it's important to get it right Um, over the counter there is um, claritine or loratadine um, for over children over two it's non-sedating so it's antihistamine which is what we would use if we were going to use medication Um, but again I think before you use that for the first time you should really see a general practitioner and a medical professional but that certainly can be used very safely as opposed to the sedating antihistamines what I really don't recommend unless it's very indicated and there's medical you know guidance around that. Alicia thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thanks for having me. That's Dr Alicia Thornton-Benko she's a GP based in Sydney. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.